Can the Charlotte Hornets make it two in a row tonight against the Chicago Bulls? We'll discuss that. Rummage through the sicko satchel and then welcome Beth the Buzz. We're doing it for the first time in 2024. It's back all today. Locked on Hornets. Let's go. Beth the Buzz. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcasts. And as always, that includes YouTube. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Make sure you go visit LinkedIn. We Love their sponsorship, and that's why this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. That's Doug Branson. Go check him out on his Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. The Hornets play the Bulls tonight. One more road game before finally they're back at home, Doug. It's been a long time, and this is the only stretch of the season when we did the schedule preview as soon as it came out. Really, it was pretty evenly distributed. You're talking about a couple of home stands, like two games in a row, three games at most, and then there's two or three games on the road. They did a really nice job of balancing the scales here, both home and away, and how they're divvied up. But this is the one that there's just no avoiding. Makes too much sense. You go out on the West Coast road trip. You get one more game coming back. At least it's on the way. You play in Chicago, and then you're back at home. But this is the longest stretch of, I believe, any there's a long homestand they might have already done it but now it's pretty good it's going to be pretty evenly distributed the rest of the way we'll see what they can do here yeah later on in the season i believe end of february they have a couple of games out west again but in terms of long road trips this really wraps it up for the hornets <laughs> unfortunately the season might be wrapped we'll see we'll have to see but uh the last time the hornets played the bulls they had six wins and now several weeks later they have eight wins so uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough out there right now for the Hornets, but look, you got to win. And now you face a bulls team that is getting guys back too. they're getting Zach Levine back. Uh, but they haven't been playing stellar offense, been playing a little bit better as of late, but we'll have to see, we'll have to see if the Hornets can get things back on track. They certainly want to, I mean, that's the thing. The Hornets are not in anywhere near tank mode. I think they feel like they look at the standings like we did yesterday and they see that it, it's only going to take a little bit of a run in order to get competitive with teams like the Raptors and teams like the Bulls to get into that play-in conversation because it's not any anymore. If, if, if this were the old NBA where you had to get to eight to get into the playoffs, then yeah, you're probably saying you're coming on this show right now and saying like, that's a wrap, mm-hmm. but with the play-in opportunity, you never know. Yeah, so last time the Hornets played the Bulls, it was actually the last loss they had before the Raptors win, and then the Hornets wouldn't win a game until the Kings that we just talked about a couple days ago. So they lost to the Bulls right before they beat the Raptors. The Bulls had been playing better at that point, um, or they've been playing better since that point, I should say. Um, But you're, you're hoping that Chicago usually beats up on the bad teams, like and they they beat Philadelphia. They they have beaten a couple of good squads out there, but they're pretty even right now as to what they've been doing here lately. And so if the Hornets can make it two in a row, 
the, the injury report for this squad. Mark Williams is already listed as out. Josh Lloyd, do you think he's oh, wow. happy about just finally getting an out for Mark Williams and no LaMelo Ball update either, by the way? Well, you wonder if there's a little bit of public pressure because oh, Josh yeah. Lloyd, host of the Blocked on Fantasy Basketball podcast, I mean, that's an international show. That's a worldwide show. He's doing it from Australia, but he has a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it on the injury report tweets that come out uh, from or post or whatever they call them on X these days. Uh, you've seen the people reply to those and say, what are you doing? And, I, and and it didn't help that they told everyone that Brandon Miller had a left hip contusion. And no, then Steve Clifford not. comes out and says, nah, he had the same thing that Terry had, some kind of flu deal. It's like, what are we doing? No, no, it did not help. And also the Brooklyn <laughs> fine, you know, messing with the injury report there as well. So that would be also having that many people on the injury report and then they get fined $100,000. They were just, it was a little too hot to try to go in with a doubtful designation for mark williams and so now he's straight up just listed as out in fact i don't brandon miller's just not even on the injury report so he's ready to go i believe and i don't think there's anybody of the questionable or doubtful nature but you still have quite a few guys that aren't going to play in this game maybe this is one here that they can take care of and have another miracle not after midnight, oh, but boy, like after don't, 10, Oh my God, we're talking. You know what? It, it, people are throwing out flu games too. You know, for for Terry Rozier after that amazing performance. And again, up, great performance by Terry in the last game. But I'm not going to sit here and call it a flu game because flu game meant something. It means something. It's going to continue to mean something unless we demean it by calling it you know miracle after midnight part three or flu game or whatever. So anyway, I'm not going to get on the high horse again. But I will say this. You, you're hoping, I think, that Zach Levine's return might mean something negative for the Chicago Bulls because mm-hmm. they were playing much better without him. If they do get him back for this game, uh, maybe that can mean something uh, for the Hornets in terms of their ability to get a win. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, in that game, in that last game where they lost 111 to 100, that was when the offense was really down bad. And they only sort of salvaged a respectable 100 points because you had Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, and one other player, maybe Miles, go off in the fourth quarter. And so, but otherwise, it would have been like historically bad offense. Um, so, got to have same thing against the Kings. You got to have it here against the Bulls. The best players have to step up and they have to find a way to guard DeMar DeRozan without fouling him. Because he went to, I think he had 14 free throw attempts in that last game, hit 12 of them, most of those in the second half. And so you can see when the Bulls get desperate offensively, they're going to go with what they know. And what they know is throw the ball to DeMar DeRozan and ask him to either get a jump shot from mid range or get fouled. And so the Hornets have to be disciplined defensively if they want to get a victory tonight. Well, and, and the player I'll watch, and, and I'll bring it on back home here to North Carolina. How about Kobe White, who is a bad matchup Kobe. for this team? You know, there's just not anybody that can be as strong as him, as physical as him at the point of attack and keep up with him, especially when he has that speed to blow right by you. This is the whole, hey, we would really love to have Dennis Smith Jr. back on this roster. This might even be a, hey, we would actually kind of like Frank Nilakina to be healthy, which has not happened yet. And that was supposed to be somebody that That's would weird. help us defensively. It is weird. It's under. It's weird about. because he was scrimmaging with Greensboro, mm-hmm. like I feel like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I mean, maybe, I don't know. The days are all blurring together at this point with these injury reports but you mm-hmm. I just felt like we got a little bit of sprinkling of good news on the Neil Aquina fronts 
And here we are still waiting on his return as well. Yeah, so so Kobe, if you look at what they did in December, they had a couple losses in January already. But in December, Chicago only had four losses. They were playing really well, as you mentioned, without Zach Levine. Kobe White really stepped up. He's averaging over 22 points, over six rebounds, and almost six assists. And so he's doing everything. And the, the whole rebounding thing, too, would scare me, Doug, because we already struggle. They've gotten better. I know Nick Richards has been a better defensive rebounder, at least in a couple games on the West Coast road trip. He was showing signs of progress. But if Kobe White is going down there, that means everybody's going to have to box out, right? Like I, Andre Drummond, Kobe White mm-hmm. rebounding well. Doug, this has the makings for a really bad rebounding performance for the Hornets compared to what Chicago did last time. Well, I was going to say it wasn't great in that first (laughs) matchup. The Bulls had 21 offensive rebounds and Drummond wasn't even your leading offensive rebound. That was, that was Vooch. Although Drummond, I guess per minute, because Drummond only played 13 minutes and had five offensive rebounds. So that's probably more impressive than 33 minutes from Vucevic and six offensive rebounds. But Caruso had had four, Pat Williams had three, Torrey Craig had three. So crazy uh, numbers there offensive rebounding wise. Now, the Hornets, so that's the thing, right? The Hornets probably get blown out in that Bulls game had they converted some of those opportunities because they were 6 of 16 on second chance opportunities. And we've seen that so many times this season against the Hornets. They, they allow offensive rebounds. Those balls typically get kicked out for threes, and that's what punishes the Hornets. Chicago can't necessarily do that. They're trying to you know, get that offensive rebound and put it right back up. which Sabonis tried to do like a thousand times against the Hornets, and that didn't work out very well. So, yeah, if you're going to give up those offensive rebounding opportunities, you better be ready to get physical underneath the basket and, you know, make sure you're staying attached to the one or two good three-point shooters that Chicago offers you. All right, we'll see what they can do tonight against Chicago. Let's go through the sicko satchel, shall we? Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Doug will rummage through the satchel and answer another question, another trade, hypothetical trade question. It does involve Terry Rozier, but could it involve some brute force coming back? The question brought to you by brute force. We'll get to it uh, in the next segment. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What is the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Very radio type question LinkedIn is asking themselves. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time for or, uh, resources to hire without LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply more locked on Hornets ahead. 
It's Sicko Satchel time. We were rummaging through it yesterday. It had been a while since we asked people to throw a question in the bag. So, Doug, what kind of question do you have for us today? Today's question comes from Original Brute Force, and that question uh, was posted as a comment to our latest video. Really a suggestion, more than a question. And the suggestion is, what do you think about Terry Rozier for Marcus Smart? And essentially getting back a you know veteran with uh, that plays physically, that plays defense on the wing. So what do you think? Uh, the, the contracts match up, I'll tell you that. I, I ran mm-hmm. it through the trade machine. Straight up, you can do that. Uh, possibly maybe even uh, snag a uh, pick of some kind from Memphis. <sighs> yeah, so you, know, you see the Grizzlies. They trade for Marcus Smart, and they're not very good this year after having John Morant had to serve that suspension, missed a lot of games, and they haven't been very good. Marcus Smart only has two more years left on his deal after this one. And he does really help you defensively. I do think that in the backcourt, you could just put put him alongside LaMelo and that would fit a lot better. Even if, even if offensively, he's not going to bring the same type of scoring that Terry Rozier is, but you know, uh, defensively he would really help. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if the Grizzlies wouldn't do this though. Right? Like, I mean, I don't think they would trade Marcus smart after they even gave up a pick in that whole Porzingis thing where they're getting Marcus Smart in return and they gave up a pick to go get him, and then Porzingis makes his way to Boston too. I don't know, man. I just don't think the Grizzlies would do it, but theoretically, it's the right idea. LaMelo, not great at defense, a taller point guard, so you know maybe he can get by with some of the length. Marcus Smart is just an absolute tank, a former defensive player of the year, even if he isn't that anymore, only two years removed. The guy is still an excellent point of attack defender. The guy can really help you all across the board. So, yeah, I mean, I do like that pairing. I just don't think that that trade would ever go down between Terry and Marcus. By the way, the contract is even a little smaller than what Terry is getting paid. Yeah, you would save a little money if you're the Hornets. Um, so that would be an incentive for you. But you would be losing a lot that Terry offers you because that's the thing. And, and we can talk. I think you're right in that the Grizzlies probably don't even entertain this idea because what they need from Smart it would be more valuable than what they need from Terry at this point. Terry's, I think, going to be more valuable to a team like the Lakers that need to punch up their scoring a little bit, their outside scoring, and draw a little bit more attention away from LeBron James. Like that, to me, is like the more the the destination that makes more sense. But let's talk about this from a theoretical perspective. And Original Brute Force hits on it a little bit in his comment, which is he says, he or she says, is there value to bringing a defensive identity and intensity to the team, even if he's not a carry-the-team type of guy? And so boiling that comment down a little further, Walker, would it be valuable for the Hornets to move Terry Rozier for a role player that is not going to be, you know, in terms of PER, as valuable is not going to give you maybe the passing that Terry Rozier gives you. He's averaging over seven assists this year is not going to give you the crazy shot making that Terry Rozier gives you the clutch shot making that we've seen. I mean, Terry is offering this team a lot at this point in terms of just raw value. Do you, do you entertain though, some long, figuring out some long-term viability on the wing defensively and so you bring back a guy that you go just straight up for Terry doesn't make a lot of sense, but it makes sense contextually for what the Hornets need. Yeah, I, I think for me, market. So with Terry Rozier, if you tr- 
if you don't capitalize on trade value right now, I think there's a there is a bigger risk with Terry's value going down compared to what Marcus Smart is going to bring. Because I think you know that there is some level of consistency defensively that he's going to bring that you feel really good about. Both are 29 years old. They, they both have, I think both of them have two more. Yeah, so both of them are on the same length contract. Terry Rogier is making a little bit more. And we know last year that there were reports that the Hornets were interested in trading Terry Rogier, but there just wasn't anything significant enough for them to bite. And so if, if you're talking about Terry, who is experiencing career highs all across the board, you have to try to make a, a guess at, is this the new Terry? And is this something that we expect into his 30 and 31-year-old seasons? Or do we expect him to go back a little bit? Because a lot of this season has been played without LaMelo. And how much do we expect Terry to continue to play without LaMelo? Plus the whole defensive thing, you can't get by, right? So I think the question is, do you think that Terry Rozier, with everything that he's improved at so much this season, is that something you can expect going into the next couple of years? Or should you go ahead and try to capitalize on that right now to bring in something defensively, even if Marcus Smart's shooting is worse than what it was even in previous years, and he's never been a great shooter? It, do you want to bring in Marcus Smart with a, a lot more consistency defensively, and you just know what he's going to be? And maybe you can even move him a little bit more so because he fits with so many other different teams. Yeah, I mean, it's about do you take Terry Rozier and, and and possibly Gordon Hayward and turn those players into players that may fit you two seasons from now, may make you worse next season because – Gordon Hayward, when he's healthy, and Terry Rozier, I mean, also when he's healthy, he misses games. When they're healthy, they're major contributors. They make the Hornets, uh, they make it winnable basketball for the Charlotte Hornets. Without them, if you sub those two out for, I don't know, even like average NBA players, you're going to be significantly worse as a team. You're going to be sort of Detroit Pistons, Washington Wizards level bad. The Hornets are record-wise similar to those teams because of injuries. But talent-wise, I don't even think they're in the same neighborhood. But they would be if you trade for lesser talent. But the question that the franchise has to ask themselves is, do we have a future better version of Terry in Brandon Miller? Will we have that player two seasons from now? And do you acquire some contracts that maybe make it easier for you to get better as a team around that core. Because it's not about like finding a new core. It's about are you confident that LaMelo, Brandon, Mark, and you know, player X that is yet to be determined is going to be a, a core team that you then want to put role players around? And do you use Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward to get to that in a couple of seasons, even if it means next season you are significantly worse? Yeah, I mean, with, with with Terry, you know, this he's made it so hard to try to figure out what exactly to do. And I was trying to figure out, you know, I don't too, want to trade Terry. I just no, want to say that right now. Like we're having these discussions because that's the position that the Hornets are in. Mm -hmm. I don't want to trade Terry. I mean, it is exciting to watch Terry play basketball. And everybody always is like, you know, we'll do this or do that. And then when it happens and the Hornets don't, you know, the product on the floor doesn't look very good. Uh, you know, you don't miss it until it's gone, right? I mean, Terry Rozier, when you don't get to watch that anymore, if they don't replace that, if if Brandon Miller for some reason doesn't get more exciting, then, you know, you're going to be saying, man, you know, probably should have held on to that talent. When you get talent in the NBA, it's 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 a tough proposition to give that up. It really is. So, yeah, I mean, I 
the Hornets are in a tough position and that's what new ownership is tasked with doing, trying to figure out how to climb the standings in the next couple of years surrounding talent around LaMelo and Brandon, both of those guys being your top priorities. And we'll see how the pieces fall as you start to go a little bit deeper into this season and the seasons beyond. All right, one more segment to go coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. It's back. It's been a while, but it's back. We bet the buzz with tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls. Can the Hornets get a dub? What is, I think, the duffel of doom? Is that what we call it, Doug? It has been because okay. we're down bad, but we're okay. going to get uh, the 2024 is our year, buddy, with Bet All the right. Buzz. We're going to start. We're going to start racking it up. All right. Duffel of Doom. It speaks coming up next in the final segment. Coming up next is the Duffel of Doom, but not before we talk about BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made without making the extreme resolution. Again, you can celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com, slash NBA. This episode is also brought to you by Hungry Root. If you're trying to eat a little healthier in 2024, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. I know that's happened to me a couple times already. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your taste as well. You can take their suggestions or you can choose anything that you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, and much more. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. I'm guilty of that, too. This thing's tailor-made for me. Spend less time meal planning, shopping and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA listeners today 40% off your first delivery and fresh veggies for life fresh veggies for life just go to hungryroot.com slash locked on to get 40 percent off your first delivery and get your free veggies that's hungryroot.com slash locked on don't forget to use the link so they know we sent you again hungryroot.com slash locked on more locked on hornets ahead the duffel of doom it is back bet the buzz is back i think we did this I don't even know how many games we did this thing for, Doug. Uh, would you say three weeks, not even? And then it went away for a while, and now we're trying to bring it back to see if we could take another run at this. I, it's been a long time. We had to cool it off. It was too hot. <laughs> we had to cool we it were off. Not. It was hot. Um, so it's back now, and I'm ready. I'm ready to, to draw from the duffel of doom, and let's bet the buzz. We're going to bet the buzz. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think I'm ready. 
All right, here we go. Rummaging. I'm gonna rummaging. Vandal. Rummaging. I'm gonna draw for you first. Are you okay with that? Uh, unless it's bad, then no. It is the number twenty-four. I'm not sure. We should remind folks actually before I <laughs> before I reveal this. We haven't done this in a while, so we should remind folks what this yes. is all about. So, in mm-hmm. the Duffel of Doom, are ping pong balls that are um, basketballs, and on the ping pong ball is a number, and that number means something. It means we have to do something uh, mm-hmm. betting wise on Fanduel, and uh, that the the ball will tell us what to do. So the ball has revealed the number 24. And according to the game that we made up, the number 24, a lot of folks have worn the number 24. The most recent. Yep. Brandon Miller. Yep. So this is not Brandon Miller. This is Brandum Miller. So not not dumb, but random. So flip a coin, heads, (laughs) hornets, tails, opponent, and you bet a dollar. So, um, do you have a coin? I don't even know if I had a, I don't know that I was totally ready for this. <laughs> I don't know that I have a coin on me. Do you have a coin? Does anyone carry cash anymore? I, I do not have a coin. I do not think. Let me look. Don't worry. Quick. Don't worry. Through the power of digital technology, um, mm-hmm. we can flip a coin, um, okay. certainly. And we, oh, we're flipping, wallet. we're flipping, and it is tails. You're betting the bulls. Congratulations. <sighs> it's probably a good bet. The, the thing about Bet the Buzz is there is no control over you actually doing better because you are you are just at the mercy of the Duffel of Doom. The Duffel of Doom gets to choose for you. And so it's not like, okay, we'll be better this time. We can't speak to that. We have no control over it. So now I'm betting Chicago. They're an eight-point favorite in this game. You got to feel good about that bet. I don't feel good about anything with Bet the Bulls. I would. The Hornets cannot beat the Bulls. I mean, even when they're even if they were favored by eight points, I wouldn't feel great about betting the Hornets against the Bulls. There's just something well, about that lose. team. Well, it's not something. It's pretty obvious. The Bulls play a physical brand of basketball that the Hornets typically cannot match. They'll lose, and then they still will cover the spread. And while the Hornets can't beat the Bulls, we can't beat the Buzz. This is how it works. This is why we haven't done it in over two months. So anyways, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not confident, but go ahead. Okay, I've selected mine. Mine is the number 20. Okay. And the number 20, according to our game. Oh, you know who wore 20? We've gone through this. We've done the jersey <laughs> we, numbers. We do this you know? every, I don't know. <laughs> who wore 20? Oh, come on. Big time. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Big time Bobcat. Uh, was uh, one of the thing. was one of the first draft picks by the Bobcats. Uh, Number I mean, twenty is it, is it Raymond Felton? Because it, it is Raymond okay. Felton. Okay. Good job! Wow, knew that right off the dome. Congratulations, Raymond Felton. So this is Raymond's blowout special. Bet a Hornets blowout win by twenty or more. Let me get the line on that. That's not Ooh. a great, that is not a great bet for me. It is only a dollar. Uh, but let's see what the if I go back to the popular. I feel better bet. about mine. Yeah, you should. Uh, let's see. Can I get? Can I even get a bet on the margin of victory here? I don't uh, think you, you can. I had it pulled up. I don't. I don't see anything about yeah Hornets plus twenty. I mean, yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah. Well, never mind. That's player props. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. Oh, I can get win margin. I can get. I can get Chicago Bulls 11 plus at plus 130. <laughs> no, you can get Hornets 11 plus. You can get Hornets 11 plus. That'll work. Oh, I see. I see. Yes, Charlotte Hornets 11 plus. I was reading this wrong. That's All right, plus so 1400. I can get Char- 
It's plus fourteen hundred, which means if they blow the Bulls out, buddy, I am going to make fourteen big ones on this bet. All right. Well, that's what the ball told me to do, and I will do it. I will. I believe. I believe that twenty twenty three was an anomaly. That twenty twenty four pretends good things for the Charlotte Hornets and for Bet the Buzz. So I, I, I like this. I think the Hornets do. You know, I don't like. You know, I didn't like it before, but now that I'm betting it, I do like it. Mm-hmm. I think the Hornets, off this Kings win, okay, I'm going to rationalize this. You ready? Yep. Off the Kings win, they were uh, th- they were excited about not lighting the beam. They uh, are going to come into this last game of the road trip, coming back, getting a little bit closer to Spectrum Center. They're getting healthier. They're going to have Brandon Miller back into the lineup, a little bit of more of a scoring punch. I They can't possibly... They cannot possibly shoot as poorly as they did through the first three quarters of that first matchup. They okay. just can't do it. I think this does set up, in my mind, for a blowout Hornets victory. Okay. <laughs> We're betting the buzz. I have the Chicago Bulls, which, yes, that's a pretty decent bet. I'm just scared because this thing hasn't worked out. A blowout win, although it's not quite blowout. 11-plus is doable. It's not likely. But it's doable, so we'll see what happens. Now, That'll- I'll tell you, I'll tell you a bet I would be interested in taking because, I, and I don't know how likely. I mean, they're saying it's not very likely, but you can bet on here. I love these prop bets, right? Number of dunks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see twelve minute mark to the nine minute mark. So if there are three dunks in the first quarter from the twelve minute mark to the nine minute mark, so that's in the first three minutes. That's plus thirty five hundred. You bet a dollar, you get thirty five dollars. I mean, <laughs> I mean three, how, three how quickies. Do you, how how do you even you know rationalize? This is why I think it's going to happen. Is it because you, you think they'll run a couple of set plays? Like you have to really know the set plays they usually come out in, and you think that they're going to try to run a lob for the center or the athletic guy cutting to the basket. Uh, that is just some real degenerate stuff there. If you wanted to get involved in that, it is, and I think you would have to know too because Vucevic is questionable he's missed i don't know how many games he's missed coming into this but he was out previously so if it's drumming down low then i don't feel great about it um and because nick richards has played really well this season in terms of uh, guarding yeah, the about his dunks too i mean he'll dunk it off of an offensive rebound all right yeah yeah but but against andre so i, I would feel better about it if vooch plays i yeah. would not feel great about it if you're talking about him going up against drummond uh, starting at center. So we'll have to see. I mean, there's two big questionables for the Chicago Bulls, and that's Zach Levine, which might make them worse, and Nick Vucevic, which I think would make them significantly better and more more difficult mm-hmm. to beat. So pay attention to that injury report, folks, but this could uh, this could get interesting. Blowout victory for the Hornets. I feel it. All right, yeah, there's a there's a big window for both of us to lose here with, with the Hornets losing, but only by seven or less. And if the Hornets actually win, then I'm already out. But if they only win by 10, then you still don't win. So big old window for both of us to lose. Let's do it tonight against Chicago. That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. Go check out everyhornetsboxscore.com. Listen to me on WFNZ every weekday, 12 to 3 p.m. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday.